Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Michigan Avenue Media and the World of Ink Network. This podcast was founded in 2011 by Marsha Casper-Cook and Virginia Grenier. Their focus has always been on helping writers reach their dreams by having informative and entertaining shows. You will also hear the latest information on what's new and exciting in the publishing and marketing industry. And the shows will also cover discussions on screenwriting, audiobooks and movies. New to the shows will be the latest style and trends in fashion, as well as nutrition and how Pinterest can add just the right spark of attention you may need for your projects. So, sit back and relax and enjoy the show. You can find out more information about our shows and being a guest at www.michiganavenuemedia.com. Hi, everybody. It's Marsha Cook, and we have another children's author, and it's No School, What Can Parents Do? Well, it would be another interesting conversation. I thought when we started doing all these children's shows, there would be more of a plan for kids to be going back to school, but so far there isn't. So we have three people coming on today that will be talking about this, Elwin Autumn, Liette Regan, and Salvi Regwin, I'm sorry. And um, first of all, let's see, I have a couple little announcements here. Okay, uh, for those of you that have asked me for about children's um, PR, there's not too much out there. You know, uh, we're going to hear a lot about the Magic Bean Bookstore, which is a great way to get yourself out there, plus it's really well run. So, uh, but also, if you want extra, some extra PR, uh, I'm hoping that ONP, uh, their their uh, PR people, and they're very nice. They do my work for children's books, um, and uh, well, they do my other books. But we're all they also are thinking of doing children's books, and I'm hoping so because we need as much help as we could with the children's books. Uh, it seems to be a little difficult out there for people with audios and children's books. That's why I keep having these shows because there's not many other shows that also feature children's authors, and there are a lot of them and a lot of great books out there. And uh, so indie books too, and, you know, that's one of the things that we'll be talking about today. But also I'm going to – I think Fran Lewis is planning on having a show on social distancing on Monday, and I think I'll be on that show too. Uh, I think wearing masks is important, so I think we're not going to get into a lot of that today, but maybe we will get into some of it. But uh, that's going to be a good show at uh, 10 Eastern and 9, and I'll be posting about it if that's going to be the time. Okay, and uh, see if I forgot anything here. Uh, I don't. So I'm going to let – Liette, is that you? Yes, hi, Marcia. How are oh, you? Oh, hi. How are you? I know I did talk to Elwin. I know. I'm sorry the timing. You know, I write the times on here, but we're all, everybody's so busy now in different ways. You know, the yeah, time seems to be going. Different. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. we're all, and everybody's in different places. So do you want to tell everybody a little bit about yourself and the bookstore, and then I'll have Elwin come out? Sure. Is so, Sal with you, or is Sal yeah, there? Or, yeah, oh, there he is. I, okay. Well, where, where would anybody be? Hi, Sal. Where is anybody these days? It's really weird because everybody's kind of home. And uh, usually, like, my friends will be kidding around, like, oh, you're home. Where else would I be? At that or just the grocery store? <laughs> what can I say? All right. Uh, Liette, tell everybody a little bit about what you do and your bookstore. Sure. So um, I'm a mom of three. My name is Liette Regwan. I'm a mom of three little kids. I'm married to Saul Regwan over here, who's uh, yeah, yeah. an I. <laughs> Six feet away, by the way. I haven't met Sal before, but hello. I know. I feel like I know you already. I know, right? Um, And uh, he's an eye doctor slash uh, children's author. Um, And um, so we started a bookstore called Magic Beans Bookstore about almost two years ago when he came out with his first uh, book, Self Published, which was uh, Pugly Pugly Bear. Adventures of Adventures of Pugly Bear. And uh, we realized that um, marketing, you know, as a self-published author was like a whole different ballgame. And, yeah, it just was a job in itself. You know, people want to get their story out and write a book. And after they do that, they're like, okay, now what? Um, So we we felt like, you know, there's not that many places for indie authors and self-published 
books to kind of have a home. Um, everything was kind of all over the place on Amazon and on, you know, just yeah. websites. And um, so we wanted to start something to help out um, indie authors and just cater to self-published books and give them kind of a platform and a home, so to speak. Um, Which to you feature, have. You have. Yeah, to feature them and talk about them and, and post about them and do all that just to, to you know, to, to get the word out. And we also wanted to have it, um, you know, mean something even deeper when it comes to children because we're all doing this for children. Um, and so we, we, we donate new books that are self-published books that are signed by the author, that our amazing authors send in, and that a lot of times we, you know, buy ourselves. And we go ahead and we donate it to children that are underserved um, in underserved communities that don't really have a home library. And um, this last year, 2019, I became one of the board uh, members for RIF SoCal, which is Reading is Fundamental, a great program. Great. One of the Yeah, one of the biggest programs in um, uh, What's it California. called? What's it called? What was that program? I don't Reading it. Reading is fundamental. They're all over oh, the world. Oh, reading is fundamental. Yeah, right. Okay. I mean, reading I know is fundamental. Yeah. They're all over the world, and they all have different branches in different states. So I'm part of the uh, SoCal SoCal um, uh, branch, and so I became a board member. And a lot of our books um, go to them because they they donate, you know, thousands and thousands of books all year long to underserved kids. But all of their books are traditionally published books, and they don't really have a shelf for self-published indie books. So we came in and we said, hey, you know what, uh, we'd like to introduce you to this world and to um, have the, have a child, you know, look and see, hey, you know, I have a, th- this is a book that was self-published by an author, it's signed, and um, I could do this too if I want to ha- have a story. There's another way I can also publish my work, you know. And right. so we did that, we partnered with them, and that was, that, that's been a great collaboration as well. So that's in a nutshell. We're just another marketing platform for indie authors, but we also definitely serve to the um, to children. Yeah. Well, that's you know I'll just add one thing. You know that's the truth. But you know a lot of times, most people that I would say most people that read books, they're not really looking what pub who published it. And there's some really great indie books, as you know, that are they don't look any different than anybody else's books. You know, and that's you know. This is why it's so important to get all these children's books out there. They're good stories, you know. And if the publisher, just because it's not one of the big six publishers or whatever, it doesn't mean the book isn't good. So, you know, on Amazon and, you know, um, a lot of people, they, you know, we as authors sometimes look and see who published it, whatever. But most people, they just want a good story. You know, and so that's really what it is. So I think people, if they're listening out there, it's important, and certainly now more than ever, which we'll get into later, you know, and um, let's hear from Sal. How are you, Sal? It was so nice to meet you. Oh, same. Really nice to meet you, too. I'm glad you had me on the the show here. I I know I think we scheduled this before, and it didn't work out. Yeah. I well, you're busy. I mean, you're you know you're busy and you're working at different hours. So you know, um, and now I'm sure your hours are different. So how did you get involved in this? I mean, you have a profession, and then all of a sudden you write a book. Or is that well, you just I, felt like it, or you want you know? Well, the thing is, like, okay, so I do have a profession, but my yeah, real but yes. passion, yeah, and it pays the bills. You know, uh, it's fine. Yeah. But my real, not anymore. By the way, after COVID nineteen, it doesn't pay anything. So, yeah. I know. <laughs> Which I'm going to ask you a question about that in a minute about the eye doctors, yeah, because that's that's a problem. That, that's a, that's close oh, contact, real close. That, that is a, a whole topic in itself. But yes, what yeah. I did was um, I had no idea that I would ever in my life write children's books until my kids were born. So I started yeah. really late. I started uh, at age 46, um, and I wrote because uh, I used to read them bed- bedtime stories every single night. Yeah. And, I love reading to them, and I still do it now. For seven years, I, every night, two to three books every single night. Um, but I came out, when you do that, you start coming out with stories and, and ideas and all that. And I said, you know what, I, you know, just for the hell of it, I'm going to write a story up. And, and I, I read it to them, what I wrote, and they loved it, and they wanted to know more and more. So I made it into a book, and it was called The Adventure of the Pugsy Bear. Yeah. See, and now you've been writing a lot. You have a lot of them. You have a lot of books. Oh, yeah. Now, so it's great. like that. Then I, the next one I did was also self-published, Dylan's Magical Robot. And then I entered the traditional publishing world, uh, which I am right now. And so I'm, I'm working on a series. The first one already came out two months ago. The second one's coming out in three months. And every six months. So it's, it's a four-book series that's coming out. Uh, it's a STEM-based science 
called uh, Geraldine and the Most Spectacular Science Project. Yeah. That's great. That's really good. I mean, yeah. And so, I mean, you know, the series are a very good thing. All right, we'll get back into that in a minute. But Elwin Autumn has been on the show several times. She was a teacher, and um, she has been, you know, she does lesson plans and a lot of things, plus being an author. So, Elwin, tell everybody a little bit about yourself. Uh, well, hi, Marsha. Hi, Leah. Hi. Hi, Paul. Uh, nice, hi. Nice to be with all of you. Um, yeah, it's like Marsha said, um, I taught uh, pre-K Head Start and kindergarten in, in Philadelphia for 17 years, uh, three years in private schools before that. I left the profession three years ago, and now um, I write children's books. I review picture books. I write lesson plans for other um, children's authors. They're good. I have, I, have, I have a couple of them. They're very good. They're good. I wish I would have known about you before I had them published. So if I do another children's book, I'll add it in the book. Well, at least you found me when you did. Yes, that's right. Um, <laughs> right. And then, um, and I also have a Facebook group called Lemon Drop Learning for uh, teachers, children's librarians, children's authors. Um, I guess now homeschooling parents, uh, so we can all just have a venue where we can collaborate to uh, bring quality literature and uh, related lessons to uh, to students. Okay, I I should say I forgot. I always say I'm an author, and uh, I do. I'm a host of a radio show for ten years, and uh, which is Michigan Avenue Media, and it was World of Ink before. And um, I'm a screenwriter also, and I write novels, and I wrote a Holocaust story uh, of a survivor. And um, so I've been in this business like a very long time, and right now is really a tough time, and you can't go to signings, you can't go to libraries, you you know, it's really difficult for people. So this is why today what are, it's such, this is the hugest issue that I think it's about the kids. What will the kids do? You know, um, who who wants to talk about what can parents? I mean, like uh, yet, okay, what what do you do with your kids? Or you know, and you install their home. I mean, what do you do? You know, I just want to say, I just want to say hi, Owen. I'm sorry, I forgot you were on there, but hi, Owen, and she's an amazing <laughs> author, and I have her. We have her books on Magic Beans as well. Yes. they're all yes. brilliant. Yes. So hi, I just wanted to say hi. Well, just for well, I forgot to say something to you because you weren't on before. All right. Usually on my show, if any of you have a question for each other, feel free to ask. You know, right. um, I'm fine with that. So, yes. Right. Okay. You can address so you each were, other. It's fine. You were asking me what am I doing. At this point, yeah. Marsha, I'm seriously just trying to survive because yeah. this has yeah. been like crazy uh, roller coaster. Uh, we're kind of getting into like, okay, now it's becoming kind of the norm uh, but in the beginning, it was crazy. I didn't know how I was going to do this with three kids, trying to get them yep. on Zoom calls at different times, um, trying to get the lessons plan in. They're just, you know, hungry all the time. <laughs> it's just not. <laughs> well, what, age, what age group? What are your kids' ages? What are the kids' ages? I have ages? a three-year-old, a five-year-old, and a seven-year-old. Oh, so, good. Yeah. Wow. Oh, boy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I have a first grader, a pre-K, and then another one that's in daycare, that was in daycare, you know, and they're all home. Um, and it, it's been, it's been, it's definitely, I, I'm looking at it more so now, um, trying to at least as a gift because we never, ever had this much time together. You know, Saul was always working yeah. six days a week. We were always in, you know, after school programs and school and all this stuff. So to have this much time really together at home um, is a gift. But it is hard. I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to sugarcoat it and say, oh, you know, there's not days where I'm just like pulling my hair out. I'm really, there are days where I'm just like, oh, my gosh, how much more of this can I take? Because you can't go with them to Chuck E. Cheese. You can't go to the park. You can't go to people's houses. You can't, they can't have play dates. So a lot of that stuff is kind of all that energy is still, you know, they still have it. Um, Thank God right now where I am, I'm in Los Angeles. It's been beautiful and very, very warm. So, I'm lucky and grateful to have a pool, so they've been in the yes. pool a lot and outside riding their bike. But before that, when we had rain and it was colder, it was just being at home and just trying to keep, you know, every hour kind of busy with something because, you know, you know how kids are. When they're not busy or they're bored, yep. it's just cra- yep. craziness. Yeah, it's, yeah. They're, they're not used to this world right now. Uh, Elwin, how many kids yeah. do you have? Do you have young well, ones? Well, I have two, yeah. but they're gr- 
but but the oh, grown so okay um, yeah, yeah mine is grown too but yeah th- that's the thing you know you, this is so troubling you know like Sal you were mentioning you know being an eye eye doctor you know I I I my I wear contacts so they sent me the wrong contacts and you know you can't go to the office so they're sending them to me so I was talking to the women in the office. And they can't be there. They're only there one day a week, and the doctor has not come back yet. He doesn't. They don't know what to do anymore because that is really close contact. So, Sal, I mean, what are your feelings about all this? Because you're right. When you're doing an eye exam, you're right there in their face. Like, I mean, you are. So that's exactly the issue that we're all having right now. All the optometrists are are talking about yeah. this. The biggest topic. Um, so I've been closed since March. Um, I, I started only seeing patients that had emergencies, but then I yeah. saw, that I, I felt that this was not safe because I was getting even closer. And yeah, I, I know. Obviously, I don't want them to get infected, so I, I stopped. I just referred them out. But yeah. um, once we go back, I have to wear a mask and a shield that goes over the face, and I don't know yeah. how I can look through my microscope with that shield into someone's eye. So we're trying to figure that thing out, and also. Our business will will not be the same because I can't have more than one person per hour coming to the store. Right. Um, you know, so it's you know it's not going to be a business as usual. So all my walk-ins will have to be you know will will probably leave. They're not going to wait an hour, two hours to be seen. No. And yeah. Yeah. It's it's it's, it's a big adjustment. To yeah. This thing. It is a see. That's the whole thing. I mean, there are so many things that are different, but they do revolve around parents and children, and that's one of the reasons I, I haven't done these shows, you know, want to do these shows, because I think that, you know, as a parent, you know, you, most people are very, very busy usually if they're working or, and then their kids are at daycare, then their kids have, you know, skating and baseball and hockey and everything, and now you're home, and, you yeah. know, and the learning has to be different, and you I have who have been working all these years and not been home. Now you're home too, so that means everybody's home. So I, you know, it's a whole different life, and I think that people are hoping you're going to go back one, two, three, but I don't know that that's possible. So I know that Ellen mentioned resources. Okay, uh, Ellen, do you want to talk a little about? You were talking about what people can do as resources also for kids. What do what else can they do educationally? Well, um, I, there's something called um, Save with Stories. It's on Instagram. It was started by Amy Adams and Jen Gardner. It's through the organization Save the Children. They have different celebrities read children's books, um, yeah. and, and then it's posted right on their uh, Instagram page. And they were I'm I've been um, working with them. Um, I did. My, make a, a reading of me reading one of my books myself, and I tagged at Save with Story. So they are asking people if they're able to read their books, um, just to uh, you know tag them in the post, so that it can help spread the word, so that more people will find out about it, so that more children can be read to. Also, yeah. uh, Sesame Street, SesameStreet.org. There are so many resources, just in addition to just the TV show. Um, they have an equity uh, program. They, they actually have something for COVID-19. Um, Anthony Manna, um, anthonymannabooks.com, he has a lot of resources uh, for uh, children, teachers. I also have um, a lot of resources uh, for my picture books. So on my um, my website, um, www.elwinautumn.com. And like I mentioned earlier, I have um, the Lemon Drop Learning Facebook group where I'm constantly posting different resources for all kinds of things. Um, if I find a, a free magazine for kids, I'll post it on the group or anything for teachers. Um, Sandy Hook Promise, they're... They, um, they're advocates, and uh, they really try to help, you know, with gun safety, but they have all kinds of stuff. I just got an email today from them uh, talking about the stuff the kids are saying about being, you know, uh, in quarantine, being at home all the time for the COVID-19 what are they saying? virus. What are, they, what are they saying? I mean, that's really important I, to, to, be honest, what, I have, to be honest, To be honest, I haven't read it What's it called? Yet, Sandy Hook? It's a Sandy Hook. What was it? Sandy Hook? Sandy Hook. SandyHookPromise.org. Um, okay. The the school shooting 
Um, yes, I know. I know what it is. And, uh, I know. I know what it is. I didn't okay. know. I didn't know what they were doing other things also too. Yeah. I mean, there are so many things that kids have to grow up with. It's it's pretty hard. You know. I mean, I don't. I you know, growing up is not all that easy in a lot of ways. You know, the bullying, which we all know that exists, and we have books on things like this. We all. But the thing is, is that now they have to go with all of this. They had first, then they have shootings to worry about, and they have, it's just, it's really troubling because this kid should be having fun, just playing and going to school and having a future. So I, I don't know the answer here. I know, Sal, okay, you have a series. You want to talk about that a little because I don't want to forget about that because you have a new book. So let's talk about okay. that a little too. So it's, it's basically a, um, it's a STEM-based uh, science book um, about a, a second grader who's very feisty, a bit of a troublemaker, and her dream is to become the first woman astronaut to land on Mars. So what she does is she basically um, goes through different scenarios and problems and solves it through through her uh, gadgets and gizmos. So she has a lot. So it's, it's, she's an inventor basically. It's, it's a gizmo series. So there's so this one, the first one's about her having a science fair project and, and building a, a, a project to win first prize. The second one is about, uh, it's called Geraldine and the Space Bees, the, you know, the bee problem that we're having, the, the decrease in the bee population, and she figures out a way through her inventions how to repopulate them and how to solve that. The third one is going to be about bullying, so she devises yeah. a, a, something yeah. about that. So everything is an invention to solve a problem, and it's STEM-based, and kids can actually build this, this stuff with her as, she, as they read the book. So this, this is how it works with Geraldine. And my publisher, Schiffer Publishing, who um, basically, you know, started re- with five rejections into a four-book series. I mean, they've been amazing. Their distribution and everything. The only thing that, was, that went wrong here was when, um, before pro- uh, COVID-19, I had book signings scheduled for Barnes & Nobles all over. Yeah, and, uh, I know. Yeah. Everything was canceled. They all yeah. all the books had to be returned, you know, because, you know, <sighs> So that kind of took a toll. But what I'm doing now, which I recommend to every author, I'm going door-to-door with teachers, first-grade teachers, second-grade teachers, and doing Zoom readings to their classes and basically spreading the word that way. And, I mean, there's, you, you can be scheduled every single day of the week doing Zoom readings to their class. He did one yesterday. He did one yesterday with a second-grade class in Mississippi, which was um, about 47 kids on the Zoom call, and the teacher was on there. And it was so rewarding to see because – all the kids were so excited, and they had a um, conversation with him afterwards about, you know, how, you know, how he wrote the book and what could, they can do if they want to write a story, and um, and then talked about the different inventions that they, you know, thinking about. So um, stuff like that. How did you get involved in that? You know what I, I mean? You know, I know that I have to. I should probably be doing these things too. You know, I hate pictures, so I hate Zoom, but doing it, uh-huh. you know. And um, I got to get over myself. And I did a Zoom the other day. I, you know, my son, you know, he wanted to see me already. And I go, okay, fine, I'll do it. You know, I just, you know, I, I never really liked it, but um, I have to you do that now because I think it's so how, do you, so how do you go about that? So there's a lot of authors out here listening. So how did you, you went into, like, what type of network is it that you go in and tell them you want to do this? Or you, you went... You talk to the teachers. How did you do this, by on the Internet? So it's all through Facebook. There's a lot of okay. – if you go to Facebook and Instagram, there's a whole world of teachers there. I mean, tens and tens of thousands of teachers. Okay, all over. I, which I do know. Right, yes, okay. And you just – yeah. And you just go there, and you can make an announcement in their group on Facebook, okay. or you can go to Instagram, and you can – you know, if they're one of your followers, you can tell them, hey, you know, I have a yeah. book that just came out. Do you want me to do a yeah. Zoom virtual reading? And they love it. I mean, and what, it becomes addicting. I mean, the, when I, after I did my first one, I couldn't wait to do the second one and the yeah. third one. You know, it's, it's fun because these kids, I mean, they look at this like, you, have, you know, they have a, it's like a field trip for them. They love they Well, love I, right, right, especially now, you're right. And, I, you know, I used to like to go to kids, the schools, because I love to talk to them. It was, it's really, you know, and then I stopped doing that because I do other books. You know, uh, when I grow up, I hope I decide what I'm going to do. Because when you're in different genres, it's really hard, you know. And uh, so we had talked about it even on a show before. But, you know, once you do children's books and then you do uh, sexy author books, you know, you're an author of sexier books, you know, it really is difficult. So, I mean, I, I've 
gone back and forth. Sometimes I've changed my website, split my website, then I put everything together, but now I actually think I have to split my website. So I guess before I do this, I'll have to split my website again and do two separate ones because I, it's, it doesn't seem to work. I, you know, what, I, what the other things I write have nothing to do with my personality or who I am. I mean, I worked with kids for over 20 years, but that's how it is. So I think people, if they're listening, you know, and this is a good thing for that. There's a lot of children's. You're right. There's a lot of teachers out there and children out, children's authors out there. There's tons, as we all know. Rich Lindvall has been on the show, and that's where I saw, you know, um, where I meet a lot of different people because, and he. You know, his group is really good. And I, when I saw the Magic Bean, that's how I found you. And then uh, Autumn, I think I might have found you on Magic. You were at Magic Bean, or I don't know how I actually, I just, I had found you, you know. But this is what happens. People meet people. So I think that if you're looking out there, I think what you're saying, Sal, is a good thing to do. And I think um, one, more of one one, of, it's going to, look, they're going to be home for a while. So they need to do things. Right. And, and I <laughs> Before I forget this, for authors that are, so, you know, obviously it's very hard for us not to sell books. Uh, We don't have the brick and mortar stores open. Yes. And now, you know, they're not going to go rush now and buy a book on Amazon when they don't know how they're going to pay their mortgage next month. I get that. Right, exactly. I know. There is is one way that I found you're not going to sell that many books, but you can sell a few books every single week consistently. All you have to do is, when you do contact these teachers and arrange a Zoom meeting and all that, yeah. mm-hmm. about a week to ten days before you're going to actually do this live, the teacher creates a flyer, gives it to all the parents, and you'll be surprised yeah. how many parents will actually buy the book so that it will arrive there before you before the author reads the book to them, yeah. and then they follow along. And, and if you do this with 10, 20, 30 schools, and each, you know, you're selling about four or five yeah. books school, it adds up. It adds yeah. up, and every every teacher will buy the book. That's a guarantee. Every single teacher yeah. of that school will buy the of that class will yeah, buy the book. Yeah, I think you know. I think that you know authors out there. I think you know that's why I always say because I'm trying to get uh, the people that do the PR for me because they're very very reasonable and they are really really good at getting at posting at different places lots of during the day and they they really do what they're supposed to and they're very inexpensive. You know, it can go from five to ten dollars a month, and they're uh, they're incredibly good, and they it's worth it. You know, and I'm, con- I'm trying to convince them, which I think you know for children's books, but uh, you know, because really there's tons of people that post and do inst- for adult books and you know any other type of book, you know, sci-fi, horror, whatever. But children's books is just that's why you know it's so good to all three of you are very big out there doing things and this is really important because there's so many kids home now especially and there's nothing to do with them and i don't know let's talk for a minute about the audibles see because that's you know you would think that they would like audibles but it doesn't seem to be going as well with children's books so i think with children's books the go ahead. Uh, Children are visual visual creatures, anyways. But with picture yeah. books, especially, um, they need to see the pictures. I think, and that's the yeah. that's why I think with audibles, it's great for you know when you're driving and stuff like that. But right now, when we're just home, and if you want to keep your kid busy with my kids, I just put on like I'll find an author that's doing story time on YouTube or or something yeah. like that. That keeps them busy for like fifteen twenty minutes at least. That gives yeah. me a break, but they have to. I think with kids, they want to see the pictures, especially when it's a you know picture book. Yeah, we used to have children's shows. We we had a children's show on Saturday where we used to uh, World of Ink and Michigan Avenue. We used to have on Saturday where we'd have three authors and they would read the books. That was pretty successful because. But then I don't know if you know about Magic Blocks. They were on my show several years ago, and they're still out there. It's M A G I C B L O X, and if you put your books on there. Um, kids, um, it's a very good site. They have a, a thing where people have a membership and then the kids can go in and read lots of books during the week, you know, whatever, during the week or the month. It's very, it's it's an interesting site. Somebody else had taken over for them. But they were on a lot of times because they also have where they have the book and the audio, you know, at the same time, you know, when they're, the kids are looking at it. So, they they worked on that, so I think you know that was that's been around. I don't you know, and they seem to be still out there, you know, doing things. So that's another place, 
you know, where parents can go. And because they do have a lot of little, you know, audios for the kids, you know, with the pictures. I mean, yeah, I mean, there's so many different things that need to be done for kids now. So I think, and, you know, parents have to really keep trying. And so I think, you know, reading a book, Getting books, I, you, you know, sometimes they aren't getting the books. That's that's the thing, and because it is expensive sometimes. And I had my books free on Smashwords, but it's not also where there's a reading. It's just you know, on an ebook, you know. So I I don't know, um, Elwin. What do you think about the, what have you been doing with your own books? Um, I haven't done any audible books, but I do think I guess maybe when everybody goes back to school, when I taught. Um, I would have the physical book with the recording of the book. Yeah. I guess it was on a CD, and the kids would listen to it. I, it used to be one of my centers. Or yeah, I like that idea. It in, the, in the library. The, but, but the kids loved it. So yeah. Um, like I said, I guess when school starts back up. But, I, I mean, I would think that even parents could do that. Just Right. I was surprised, though. And, and um, have, because I had read, I had turned on one of my audible audible books for uh, I think he was four at the time for a little for a four year old, and I I didn't think it would hold his attention without pictures, so I turned it on and I just had the picture of the cover, and he listened to the whole thing. I was so surprised because there weren't a lot of pictures, just one, but he was listening. So, I mean, maybe they like that. So, you know, that's another thing. Even though you think they might want a lot of pictures, maybe one is enough where they are just seeing the character or maybe it just if you have a couple pictures, I don't know. You know, the audibles, I think it's a great idea along with the book because I think there's a lot of kids, I mean, and adults also, I listen to audibles because for me it's easier to hear it a lot of times and then read it. So I think kids really like those things. And Audible, you can put your books on Audible, and it doesn't really cost you anything because Amazon takes care of it. You, they, if you find a narrator, once you pl- post it on Audible, then they take care of it. The author gets 50, and the uh, Audibles gets 50. But you never have to worry about getting paid because they take care of it. And the children's market, I thought, would be better. So, you know, and um, I know I have to push it more, but I think now with everybody home, because I do like Audibles, and there are a lot of kids that will probably like Audibles, you know. It might even but, be something that could be used yeah. for uh, for nap time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's a good thing. Yeah. For us or for, for parents or the kids, I don't know, you well, know. Well, but well, yeah, well, well, I, I mean, think it's um, a great idea, nap time. I didn't think about using it as, yeah, that's a good thing. Well, I, I still think like a pre-K kindergarten teacher and if I had my if I was still teaching and I had access to audible books it would be the book, though, I, guess, I, guess, yeah. I guess I guess you can't have one that where the kids would be going crazy but yeah having like because there's definitely kids who don't sleep during that time and so we would I would always play music but oh that's you know yeah you could always it's uh, interesting I'll, I'll, I'll try that myself so I'll go ahead no, I, I like. I mean, I'm I'm a big fan of Audible books, especially if it's a chapter book or something like that. Which yeah. Is a yeah. Good thing. But what I'm finding here is, and I tested this. I tried an Audible book on them, and and the same book. I you know, I waited about a few days later, and I read the same book in a in a picture book, with them watching it. I got a lot more curiosity, tons more questions with the picture book because the, yeah. the picture, yeah. yeah. Versus an audio book, it was just more passive. They heard the story. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I get yeah. it. I get it. That's next, true. Next. Yeah, yeah. You're right. I think yeah. you get more interactions, more curiosity, more invention. Right. I mean, imagination with with a picture book. Yeah. I when I went to school, I, mean, I, I loved it. Mm-hmm. You know, I used to like when the kids ask questions. It's great. Yeah. Especially and I mean, when, in the youngest readers, pictures is how they learn to read. So, yeah. Like you said, so it's more passive. That's why I said maybe just for a nap time thing. Yeah, yeah. Because now, they, yeah. they have they have to lay on their cots, they have to be quiet, and for those who aren't going to go to sleep, they still have something to occupy their minds. I mean, I'll, I'll do it, you know, for them to go to sleep at night, it's not easy because uh, they're so stimulated during the day and they play their video games. So, I mean, I'll 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 go as much as I, I mean, I'll even sh- let them hear my tax return uh, audio <laughs> program for them to anything to, for them to go to sleep. <laughs> so, audio doesn't work. 
anything. So uh, I, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm all for it. Yeah, Liet. <laughs> Liet, so all right. So talk a little bit about what the bookstore does too. Also, the other things you offer in the bookstore. So we're online based, and uh, we basically um, allow authors to write their own blogs. Um, right now, I'm working on getting um, an app so that authors can get on there and then kind of communicate with each other as well and, and bounce ideas off each other. Um, That's and also, good. Yeah, and also for illustrators um, to showcase their their pictures and their work because I know authors are always looking for illustrators um, as well, and uh, illustrators are yeah. all yeah, yeah. they're looking for each other. So, um, and right now it's just uh, we just did previous like a couple weeks ago we did a book of the day. Uh, we also have a um, where we featured authors and they kind of spoke about their book. Um, we also have a YouTube channel with Saul called Saulster Nation where we feature um, Book of the Month, and they, he kind of reviews the book, and he does it with his puppets and stuff. We haven't done it's that cute. right now. Yeah, it's really cute. We haven't done that right now because um, it's really hard to get the books in the post office with everything going on. I don't want to have people feel pressured that they have to go and send in books and, and expose well, that's themselves. Well, that that's the other problem, the post office, because I know a reviewer that she's not getting books. She only does reviews with the book in hand. Absolutely. and. Yeah. It's they're not coming like they should. Yeah. You know, I think that's all, a problem. I think we're all just trying to adjust to this, you know, new way of of yeah. this kind of survival at this point because you don't even we're, everything is so uncertain. We're getting so many mixed messages. Um, yeah. You know, everything is really uh, kind of upside down. I try not to watch the news at all during the day because you know I don't want my kids to hear it. But at yeah. night when I hear it, it's just um, you know you think things are going well and everything, and then you hear yeah. you know the numbers increasing and all this. So it's really kind of uh, it's it's very uncertain, scary times. I, I mean, right, never... right, and that's like what I said at the beginning. That's the thing, you know. I mean, people, you know, this is real. This is really real. We are not going to have the same life we had. It's just not going to be possible. You know, uh, we all would like it, but it's going to be different. You know, yeah. I mean, I've always been a person that's a hugger. You know, and yeah. you know. It's just, it's very difficult. And even when I go in the grocery store and I'm wearing the mask, I don't, I admit it, I don't like wearing the mask. You need to wear it, okay? I can't breathe, but I'm walking and I'm doing it, you know, because I know it's very important. But I'm used to like talking to the checker, checkout person or somebody, you know, and it's like you're, you have to just walk and you go in, you can't go talking to anybody. You can't go in the line with, you know, talk to anybody behind you. And when you're walk, they have now, you have to walk one way or the other. So I leave my cart and then I walk around without a cart because it drives me crazy. I'm going down the wrong lane and people yeah. are going one way. But you can't, you know, you if you see someone, instead of like, you know, just smiling at them, now you've got to like walk away. You don't to look at them or breathe or have them look at you in any way or that you know you come in any context so it's so yeah. so different and it's just an so uneasy, oh, it's sad uneasy, yeah, uneasy feeling you're always kind of you, you know you have this fear of everything um and and it's just un- uneasy and it's just unnatural because we're we're i think human beings need that contact yeah. i've never yeah. felt like that i needed contact so much before because i'm so used to you know, seeing my parents and hugging them and my yeah, nieces and nephews and all that, and it's very, very difficult. But I do want to say one thing um, to parents who are listening that have little kids at home. Um, I, I do want to definitely say this because I felt um, the pressure of it as a mom of young kids and, you know, doing the homeschooling and, and all that. And my hats go off to all the teachers, first of all, because I've never in my life had – I've always appreciated them, but this takes it to a whole other level. Oh, because yeah. Yes. That the level yes. of appreciation. I mean, yes. The, you know, it is. It is. I. I don't know how they do it, and especially those those parents that homeschool their kids and get them through school. My hats off to yes. them as well, because I can never homeschool kids. I mean, the, no, I, I, know. <laughs> I, know. I know, I know, I know, I know. And the other it's, thing it's is unbelievable. You know, it is. Look at, uh, you know, the day is long when your child gets up at six in the morning. Exactly. You know, and it's a long, long day trying to figure out. And like, right, like, like I'm in Chicago. I don't have small kids, but I know people that do. It's you know, it's cold. It's like 40s yeah. today. It was 70 the other day. But 
you, it's not warm to go like you know to a pool or do anything, and they can't. They won't. Even, I don't even know if people will be able to go to pools in the summer. I, nobody knows what's going to happen. So you're going to have a lot of time with your children. In some ways, yeah, it's really nice to spend time with your children, but also they need social contact. It's really better, you know. That's all. That's one of the good things I have felt always in homeschooling wasn't the same, you know, connection as it is when you're with the classroom. I think I, I prefer that for kids. You know, uh, Elwin, do you want to do you say anything? How do you feel about that, a homeschooling and, you know, being in a, you know, like being in a classroom for kids? Well, I think, I think going to school in a classroom is essential for social development because yeah. you have yeah. to learn how to get along with people. Yeah. I mean, I, I know I know right now with the you know COVID nineteen yeah, yeah, that's, right. that's yeah. not a that's not possible. But uh, yeah, I just always have felt classrooms are essential. Um, yeah, I do too. But yeah, but then in the same respect, you know, I can understand why some parents might want to keep their children home, especially depending on where you live, because in the inner city schools there's overcrowding in the classroom, and then the children yeah. aren't always getting what they need. So there's a delicate balance. And like everything yeah. else, maybe, maybe this virus will give yeah. us all the time to reflect on what we really think is important and what really needs to be done. Yeah. I mean, I know now, there's plenty of yeah. people out there who want to do it. It's just yeah. sometimes the people I think, in power I think it's also have, adults, are, you know, adults are learning some lessons. Adults are learning some lessons right now, and maybe they oh, needed 100%. to, you know, in some ways. You know, people need to be nice to each other, and I think basically people are nice to each other. We hear bad stories about this or that, but in the end of the day, I really think people try to come together. I mean, I want to believe that, that they want to help each other. That's why it's important for everybody to follow the rules so we all can get out of this, Sal. I'm sure you have a feeling about this because you have lost a part of you that you didn't think was ever going to happen. Yes, absolutely. I mean, I the thing is, like, they're saying here, for instance, an example. In California, they might want to lift this ban uh, on May 15th, which is about, no, what is it, 10 more days or so? Yeah. Probably 10 more days mm-hmm. from now. However, I'm looking at the news here, and the, the, the rates are going higher. I mean, there were 2,000 deaths. A, a day now it's going to now yeah. 3000 and they predict another between now and august i think it's uh, 134000 deaths uh, between now and august additional and mm. it's it just so my patients are calling me every day asking me can i can i see them when can i open and i don't have yeah. an answer i don't i don't know right. if it's going to be or june 1st i know yeah so yep. See, that's what I said. That's what I said when I even talked when I talked to my eye doctor. I had canceled. We had canceled one appointment, and we made another one like for June. And then, you know, they don't know either. They're trying to figure out which ways to go about opening up. I mean, because that's a you know, and dentists they're open, they're but they're sometimes behind you, you know, and that's different. They can be on the side or behind you, but an eye doctor, you, you're face on face. You have to be. You're looking yeah. into their eyes. What I don't understand yeah. is, like you were saying before, that, um, you know, we all, we all have to take responsibility, and it's, it's a wake-up call for us and all that. But, for instance, like tattoo yeah. parlors are, are being open now. Don't they deal with blood? I mean, yes. there's blood. In- right. Yep. And- yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, you know, right, that's exactly right. You know, and that is really true. I mean, that is something that, I, you know, I don't know. I mean, you know, after working in doctor's office, and you have to be really clean and have this and that, and, right, it does draw blood, right? So then what happens, you know? I mean, nobody, the problem with this COVID thing is that nobody really knows exactly the damage it can do. Yeah, absolutely. And, then, and I we're mean, finding that out, and it takes time. You can't have, a, you, even for a vaccine, like I was saying to one of my friends, I don't know that I, you know, once it comes out, you have to make sure this is okay. You know, vaccines have, over the years, been not so great. So I don't know what? certain ones. <laughs> certain ones can give reactions that you may may really be bad. Yeah. I mean, It uh, takes time. That's going to take a – I think vaccines are not going to be here right now. I mean, uh, the trials are not even – got to go through right. so many phases, medically speaking. But, for instance, if you're yeah. – you know, if, if things are opening up and easing on the social distancing and all that, for instance, a restaurant, I don't feel comfortable going to a restaurant and sitting there and eating 
I mean, what if someone coughed on that around that table? And I they know. Left? That, that virus can live on that surface for up to I don't know I how know. many hours or days or you know. And what about the utensils? And I mean, you, I don't know. It just I don't know either. Yep. I mean, you know, I mean, uh, you hope kitchens will be clean and whatever, but then again, this is things happen. So I don't know the answer to that either. See, that's the whole thing. You know, if the whole United States did it exactly the same way, I think we'd be in a really better place. But it's not that way, and it doesn't look like it's ever going to be that way. So that would have been, I think, something important. And, you know, we really – because that's what this show is about kids, but this is what this sh- – life is about is kids too i mean these kids matter the kids are going to college they don't know if they're going to go to school they don't they can't be they don't know if they can go to a dorm they're not they didn't graduate they went four years or whatever to college high school and they are so happy they got their diploma it listen it's not easy and then they can't have a graduation so i mean there are so many things concerning children that really matter and parents have to come up with the answers absolutely all, it's very challenging. Yeah. I think it's even harder when you have older kids and teenagers that have just kind of, you know, quarantined at home with their parents all of a sudden, and they're, you know, they're so used to their freedom and having, seeing their friends and going out, and all of a sudden yeah. now they have to be stuck at home with mom and dad. I mean, every phase has its its challenges for sure. But I just want to right. tell moms and dads out there that, you know, sometimes when you look on social media and on the Internet, and you see uh, these influencers or whatever, celebrities or anybody just saying, like, you know, use this time to start a business, use this time to do this and do that. And I just want to tell people, just just try to survive. It's not a productivity yeah. test. It's not a competition. Yeah. You don't have to yeah. come out of this knowing ten different new languages and starting right. for business. <laughs> right. Thank God. That's a very good point because, yeah. you know, I think I the like other thing is, People aren't concentrating. On that note, people aren't concentrating the same. You're right. That's a good thing to tell people is don't think you have to come out of this with a new profession. I mean, right. This is all new for us, right. and we're not in, and, and we're, we are definitely not all in the same boat. Everybody's situation is very different. Yes. Everybody is, is financially, di- you know, their situation is yeah. financially different. Health, yeah. uh, health-wise, it's different. That we're not in the same boat. We're in the same storm, but we're not in the same boat. And the thing You're is right. that um, people have to understand that and have compassion for for one another, and not put this pressure that I feel like I see on social media with these. You know, uh, uh, parents, oh, you know, I'm cooking 10 meals a day and I'm doing this. <laughs> everybody's, yeah. doing, everybody's doing what they can do and everybody's trying to survive in their own way. And I just want to let people know that you're doing a great job and this is the best. Yeah, that we're doing exactly. The best we in a time that you're we right. is very unfamiliar and is very unknown to any of us. We've never, right. nobody's ever experienced this before. And we have to just, you know, keep keep giving, doing our best. And that's all we can do. And it's not a competition. And just to take the pressure right. off of it ourselves especially because it's just it's it's enough whatever we can do is enough at this time we just have to get through the storm and that's it and and that's just what I wanted to tell other parents that are listening right and the other thing is if you see like people just saying oh I wrote this book and five minutes later they go oh I have another book out another book I'm going like oh my god I'm not you know and I'm thinking to myself hmm, you know I my concentration is not as good as it always is because if I, if I would stay away from the news like you said it really it's if I wouldn't look at the news it'd be better and then if I look on Facebook I see so many people sick and then I just have to say as long as you brought this part up I one thing I really think that it is not in anybody's best interest to put post sick people on Facebook. That was not what Facebook was about. Yeah, I agree with that. You know, this is, I, I am, I think that's a big problem. I have been in medicine for 20 some years and I'm not worried about blood and any of that, but I just don't think you put people that are in a hospital with tubes in their noses, wherever, and trying to breathe on Facebook and that could make people feel any better. I just don't get that. I think I mean, that part needs to go. Yeah, if people thought of it, that, you know, God forbid themselves, they got sick and had tubes down their nose and being intubated, yeah. uh, would they want their pictures on Facebook yeah, like that? Exactly. I, yeah, exactly. Yeah, no, I don't, absolutely right. not. Yeah, and I think, you know, and, and kids are looking, you know, so sometimes kids are flipping through their parents' phone, you know, and if it's not on a lock or anything, yeah. these the kids are seeing this. It's It's scary, you know, and then they see little babies. I am... I am in horror when they show that. I mean, and I, and sometimes I say to myself, just don't even look at it anymore because it's, 
I it's really that's what it is a lot now. And and it is so bad out now and I get that. But showing people and right, the kids are out there looking at things, you know. I mean, think about your children that maybe pick up your phone that you'll see all these horrible things happening and kids get afraid they don't you're you know, we're supposed to protect the children. And yes. so that's the thing. You know what happens also is what I notice is they they can look at that the kids will scroll through that and see it and it's hidden and then after about a month or two it comes out out of nowhere yeah. and then anxiety starts to build in and, yeah. and you have to explain to them what happened a month two ago and then this is all festered inside of them all from those yeah. images and we're go, we're actually going through that ourselves. Yeah, yeah. we, we that's a very uh, yeah. Yeah, my seven-year-old has a bit of anxiety from all of this, and just you know, we yeah. we definitely that's why we don't hear the news anymore during the day and all that because, yeah, um, you know, he he it's it our children it, it they watch and hear everything and yeah. um and it takes a toll on them in a different way that we don't even know and um it's hard I, I agree yeah yeah and especially I, like let's say when this is when this is over you know it's going to be an adjustment for them to get back into life and just to yes. To, yeah. able to like go and hug their cousins and they're because now they're kind of scared you know they know oh you know we we're not allowed to touch anybody and we're allowed to, we have to stay six feet apart and that's kind of embedded in their brains and now yeah. to go back you know it's, and they it's just, and they're walking around saying i hate corona they don't even know what it is but they're walking around saying that because they know that their world has changed yeah absolutely because of this yeah and it is. just have to be there for them for sure just just to piggyback off of the stress for the parents and the children. Um, yes. I, mean, I, I, I know parents are doing the online learning and trying to do the homeschooling, but if your child just doesn't seem like they're up to it, whether you're sheltering them from what's going on or not, this is still affecting them and yes. their stress levels are going to be high and their concentration levels are going to be, you know, probably skewed. So you just don't force your child. If, if they're not ready to learn a math concept. That's a good point. Really good. Yeah. Sight that's words. really. Yeah. There's a reason for it. Just like you know. Yeah. There's a lot of adults who probably who who have to go to work who aren't up to facing it because of the stress. Um, my son yeah. works at a food store and he is completely stressed out when he has to go because there are customers yeah. who walk through who aren't following all the orders. It's the same thing for children. So if you think, hey, yeah. my kid just can't do it today. We're going to yep. read a book. We're going to bake cupcakes. We're just yeah. going to That's a good idea. That's a really good thought. That really is. Cause, you know, right, because you know what? When your child is four and five, believe me, they're going to be just fine. <laughs> they will grow exactly. up without learning, without missing what they needed to. Yeah. I think that's a really good point. Because, absolutely. And, Liette, you're right. That's why this show is good because you're, you're absolutely right because you're yeah. dealing with these things already, Liette and Sal. So, and, you know, and, Owen, you're right about that because it, as a teacher, you know that this is going to pass, and they'll they'll be fine. You Absolutely. know, so right. If they don't feel like it this day, then don't make them. Yeah, and then you know what? Right. In the beginning, it was really hard. I I put a lot of pressure on myself to try to get everything done, and that you know, this, all the you know, all the the assignments and all that. And then I saw that my kids were not reacting, and they they were just very yeah. a lot of anxiety, a lot of stress, a lot of you know difficult mornings. And I and I I emailed one of uh, the teachers, and she said, you know what? They will be fine. They will all go to the next level just yes, fine. Right. We're not going to leave right. any child behind. And if they right. don't want to do all of it or they're stressed out, that's fine. And that took a lot of pressure off of us because yes. we were like, you know what? You know, their mental health right now is more important than anything. I and agree. Exactly. Yeah, and I want parents to know that it's okay. If they don't want to finish everything in that day, that's okay too, you know. And they just go at their pace at this point, and that's what we do. We don't. We don't, you know, force them. We don't make them, if they don't feel, if they want to, you know, go outside in the morning first and play a little bit, that's okay, and then they can come that's in. That's a great and do, idea. Really good idea. Because right now it's stressful for everybody, and we all take it out in yeah. different ways. And it's just as long as they're mentally, uh, you know, healthy right now, that's all that matters. They'll be fine the next level. They'll, they'll continue to the next grade. So parents should not worry about that at all. No, no, and I think Go ahead. The best thing for children to be doing right now is playing. Yes, because absolutely. Because play is how they learn. And they can, even through dramatic play, if they're experiencing any anxiety about what's going on, um, yeah. they can play it out. You know, even through puppets, they can, you know, reenact different things and maybe come up with a, 
a conclusion that maybe they like better than what's really happening. And Absolutely. So, yeah. I think that I think that actually on this show today, really, I think these are really constructive, really things that are important for kids because I think that, um, I and I also think parents also, you know, everybody's working from home and they're everybody is. They're on stress overload, and you know, so don't be so hard on yourself if you don't get what you really think you have to accomplish in a day. Because exactly. this is hard. You're right. This is hard for adults too. And when you have children, you're trying to spend time with them. So, like Sal, what you said at night, if you're reading them a book, right? I mean, you know, this is the way it is. Kids do learn from what they see also in life, and if they're watching us. Absolutely. And they and are. Back, and they are. And watching the news and anxiety yeah. and all that, that's what's going to happen to them. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah, absolutely. I think this that's is really important points. I really do. You know, and um, if you will, I will also, you know, you'll say your websites where you can find it. But I think, you know, and if you think of other topics you want to talk about or things, we, I'm happy to do shows. I'm not booking, you know, I'm booking shows like probably faster that I'm not like booking far in advance because I don't know what I honestly be truthful I don't know what I want to talk about because sometimes I go oh I don't know I mean some of the things I'm thinking of doing rather than just talking about books whatever I'm going to talk about maybe some of the series you know that people are watching on Netflix or whatever because I think we need to have you know some like fun time you know like time about what we do not with work or writing you know and maybe we're not you know like we were right when we sat down and write, write a book because it we're con- we're not concentrating because I think we're human. We can't concentrate when we really feel bad about what's going on. It's hard. Yes, especially if you're you know. stressed, yeah, you have that motivation to sit and write down and write. You you need to have that uh, you know, yeah. that that motivation, but sometimes you just have to deal with every day is every day is different and you just have to get through each day until we figure out what's going to happen. Yes, I think that's true, and I think we should all follow that because I think actually if when parents are listening today and, uh, you know, naturally this is a, a live show, but it will be on demand and it's on iTunes and I posted it, you know, a lot of different places and I'll, we can keep posting it because I think the information today will help parents, you know, as far as realizing that they don't have to be that perfect teacher for the child because they are going to grow up and they are going to, this won't, whatever they're not learning now will be learned another way. And they're going to learn different things. Unfortunately, they're learning things that I'm, I wish they weren't, did, didn't have to learn right now because this is pretty hard for adults to handle. But the thing is, yeah, anybody want to say anything else? Anybody else have anything to well, say? Before? Go ahead. Just um, just the children watching their parents, like um, we're all learning about sacrifice. We're all learning about having to do our part. So there are some yeah. social lessons being learned here that will carry over yeah. if Good they're idea. being taught them the right way. Right. <laughs> That's um, the other thing. Remember, yeah. The thing they're going to remember the most is how they felt during this time, I think, uh, yeah. at home with their parents. I, my kids are loving it because they have both parents at home. Um, and yeah. so they they love that aspect, but and I just keep reminding myself, you know, what what are they going to remember from this time? Um, and if if they're going to remember us being stressed and having anxiety, it's not it's not going to be worth it. So right. I just try it's to not, right. I I think that's a great uh, honestly that's a really good point and I and I will be telling people that you know when I talk to them privately because they are kind of worried and I think that's um, a very good thing because to say because the kids will remember being with their parents and if they're stressed they'll also remember that and so we have to try as as adults to handle this in the best way we can but also look at these kids and say they got their whole life ahead of them and they have to grow up so we want them to grow up not just constantly thinking of this and being you know the anxiety is bad for adults let alone kids like we we were saying so you know I think the points that you brought up are unbelievably good so does anybody want to say anything before we give our websites or whatever where they can find you Sal any last words Uh, okay so just uh I want to direct something to the authors. If there's a lot of children's authors that are um, listening to this, uh, for instance, I wanted to. I'm trying to write my fourth book of the series, and honestly, I've only written two lines because you know yeah. it's very tough right now to concentrate with my. You know, yeah. with, is this going to succeed? Do I need to close down? Do I go back yeah. to work I mean, and the kids and all that? 
don't put pressure on yourself that you have this. You know, I had all this time and I could have written two books and I could have done yeah. all this. <laughs> I um, know that's. I know it's true. Yeah, it's not a race. And then the other thing I was going to say is, this is important. If we really do our, I mean, we, I'm sure everybody's heard this a hundred times. There's a lot of ease going on now with social with with the uh, social distancing and all that. Yeah. Everybody wants to go back to work and all that. Yeah. <clears throat> if death rates are going up per day, mm-hmm. if we're yeah. expected to lose 130 or 140,000 people between now and August, I mean, obviously there's something that we're not doing right here. Uh, there's probably yes. not. Yeah. Exactly. The testing is not up to par. We're, you know, we're not doing our testing properly. Uh, we're easing too much and all that. Yep. I think we need to speak up and we got to bring this down a little bit and, and, and try to, yeah. um, you know, try to nip this in the bud because I have a feeling that probably by the fall, this is going to come back again. It's going to bite yeah. us even harder than what it is now, plus the flu season as well. That's a yeah. two for right there. So yeah. um, that's what I'm worried about. I'm more worried about that. Um, I think that's a, that's a very good point. Yes, it is. Right, it is. You know, because, wait, we don't know. We don't yeah. know. Yeah, we can only right, do the so, best, okay. and we can't worry about too much about what's going to happen uh, out of no, our control. No. I feel like right no, now, no, I think you're right. You're right about that too. You know, listen, some of the things are out of our control, but the social distancing and masks—they're in our control. So yeah. I think that you know, you can go online and get masks. Well, you know, you I mean, so yeah, you can make them with bandanas, and you know, you can get the yeah, you know, uh, and there's on YouTube. Oh, there's millions of videos on YouTube. Oh, on my God, on how to do it with just, like, you, don't you know. You need a sewing machine. You could just sew it by no, hand. No, I saw one. I saw one. I'm going, like, okay, fine, I could do this. You get a scarf, and then they so you could either take rubber bands or hair, you know, um, the hair for the pony, hair ponytail, those the rings. You can use those. So I think, right, you don't have to sew. So I think people have come up with unique ways to make things. So I think, you know, I listen, I don't love wearing the mask, but I'm wearing it because I know this is really urgent right now. I mean, yes, I think I, it's going to get better if we all do what we have to. I think, Sal, what you just said is right. If we do this right, we can get this done. Yes. But if we do it wrong, it's just going to go not in a way that none of us, none of us want. You know, we just, we don't want that. Uh, Sal, where can everybody find you? Okay, so um, I mostly on I'm mostly on Instagram and Facebook. On Instagram, yeah. you can find me on Saul Regwan Author, S O L R E G W A N Author, all one word. And on Facebook, just Saul Regwan. Yeah. And then uh, oh, my website which it's SaulRegwan.com. Uh, we're trying to revamp it a little bit right now. Um, and then you can find uh, right now Geraldine and the Most Spectacular Science Project on Amazon. So you yeah, can they're all on Amazon, right? And the pictures yeah. are on the the page too, the show show page. You can see that, you know. And um, yeah, go on Amazon. Are you on just Amazon, or are you on Smashwords, or just uh, Amazon? Amazon. Oh, you are and, everywhere. Okay. You're everywhere. And also my publisher, Schiffer Publishing. Um, they, by the way, yeah. besides my, they have amazing, amazing books on Schiffer. Um, a lot yeah. of it with uh, the coronavirus for children's books and um, that's good. Germs and how to keep clean and how to wash your hands. I mean, all that and activity that's books. Good. Oh, they uh, have a lot of downloads too, like yeah. that kids can free. Um, all, free. all free. Yeah, so like you know, yeah. uh, coloring pages and all that stuff. And for Magic Beans, you can find us at um, magicbeans.com. Magic Beans. I'm sorry, magicbeansbookstore.com, and um, also on Facebook and Instagram under Magic Beans Bookstore. That's and you know, yeah, I mean, you're doing a great job, and you're helping authors out a lot, you know, and you really are, you know, and you know, um, I think that's really important. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. and I just think that they, uh, you know, we need to include everybody, and I love to have, I love giving them um, a platform, and I just got a message today from an author that uh, sent me a message saying that she got onto another podcast through Magic Beans, and she's, she was so grateful. So I love hearing stuff like that, you know. That's why we You know, it. and if they want to come on podcasts, you know, let, just let them know they can call, you know, email me or whatever. You know, I'm happy to have them. You know, um, I mean, I think it's really important because I think children's books matter. And it doesn't oh, – okay, I'm going to say one thing before Ellen. I was going to say one thing. Children's books do matter. And so if there are some libraries and some bookstores it, that – people have gone to and they always have the new books 
that it really is ridiculous because there are books that are three years, four years, five years old that are good, okay, 10 years old. I mean, kids are reading old books from 20, 30, 40 years ago. So don't worry about when it was written. Absolutely. If it's a good story, it doesn't matter. But I, I know, like with some of my books, my friends have gone in to look at books. They go, oh, it's not new right now. So what? You know, what does that mean? A lot of the celebrity books uh, take take precedent, I know, and it's really oh, annoying. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah they do, uh, but, you know, you just got to go for it. You know, just go. And, you know, I think this is just how it is. We just have to get our work out there, and that's, you know, and – come on shows and talk to people and do the things in the Zoom. I mean, you know, I'll have to get over myself and do that. <laughs> so, <laughs> but, the uh, yes, I, I will. Okay, Elwin? Um, I just want to thank um, thank you, Marsha, for having me on oh, again. And it was a pleasure talking with Liette and Sal. And um, just to remind everybody that we just we have to follow the facts and follow the data. And yeah. it's so hard because we are a society that just is instant gratification. I mean, you press a button, it's there. And yeah. um, this is definitely a, a lesson in patience. Um, but I can be found, uh, all, mostly all my links are through my website, uh, com. I also um, can be found on lemondropliterary.com blogspot.com where I write educational articles and I do picture book reviews. So, and right, and you do have the lesson plan, so the, that's really good. I mean, right. parents really, you know what, parents they need it because honestly, they sometimes you know you're not a teacher, you don't know what to do, you know, yeah. and this is perfect for that because you really sometimes you know the kids want to talk about it, but if you have a lesson plan, you kind of know what they might be thinking without them telling you. So I think that's, you know, the, it's a really important thing, you know, and so and Ellen does a great job on that. All right, and anybody that wants to be on, children's author, regular author, any other subject, if you watch a good series, let me know, because I think I need some talking about series on Netflix or something different. And uh, I think anything that if you want to talk about, just let me know, because I'm open to most subjects. And you can find me at MarciaCasperCook.com or MichiganAvenueMedia.com. And all three of you, thank you. This is really Honestly, it's really been good because some of the things you said matter a lot, and I, I'm going to put that out again because those are you had some very valid things that parents can do, you know. And the part of not pressuring the kids is number one. That's great. That's really it's important. Thank you so Thank much you. for having us, Marsha. All right, take here. care. And anytime, anytime, Sal. It was nice meeting you. All right. And Marsha, I love. I have to say, I love your books. They're so fun to read, and they're so. Oh, I love thank you. Thank and you. They're so great. Thank so check you. out them as well. They're, they're Maybe I'll write another. If I get, if I, if I want to write a children's book, and I keep saying, "Why am I not doing that?" See, I, I sell. I get that because I keep saying, "Like, okay, I could do this. I used to be able to do this, but it's like right now, I, I know you can't be hard on yourself. So I'm working like, on that. Everyone, stay right. safe and healthy. Thank you right, so thank much. Thank you so much. All right. Thank you. Bye bye. Thanks. Thank you. Bye-bye. Thank you.